Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 16, 2023, and the 10th of the Australian Survivor Elimination episodes, although this is the 13th elimination overall. This was arguably only the second tribal council where there was no blindside. Flick knew she was going. The entire tribe knew she was going, and the Australian public knew she was going. A simple case, perhaps, of the wrong decision on the day. Let's see if there's any regrets. Flick Palmatier is a 13th person eliminated from Australian Survivor. Flick, thank you for joining me at TV Central. Oh, thanks for having me. That's a super funny intro. Everyone knew, including <laughs> Flick. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. First up, I mean, you've watched um, last night's episode. Did you... Did you see that immunity idol in the tree that you walked right past? Oh, I was just thinking that would have been a sliding doors moment. Uh, so this is a little disclaimer. I actually haven't watched the episode yet. I had oh. something on last night, but don't worry. I'm very well aware that I was like idol hunting like crazy. I actually lived it. So, um, okay. Now to hear that I walked straight past one, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> when I watch it back, I'll be like, open up your eyes. What are you doing? <laughs> it just shows you, you know, scourging through trees and all that kind of stuff. And then the camera pans and, and actually shows one sitting like in the tree, like just near where you were. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, look, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have, that would have been really, really, really handy. Let me tell you that because the writing was very much on the wall. I knew I was going. Yeah. Well, you were an OG hero and made some alliances and even some friends there. You did decide to work with Shawnee and Liz. Why did you originally switch over? So, look, my time on the original Heroes, I think we were there on that beach for 18 days, right? Tribe Swap didn't have it. I think it was until day 17 or 18. That's 18 days of making really strong friendships with all these people in our tribe. And we really didn't go to tribal councils. So there wasn't much drama going on within our tribe. You know, we cut off a bit of dead meat at the beginning that, you know, really didn't need to be there. But other than that, like, I made great connections with all these people in my original alliance. Then come Tribe Swap. Tribe Swap was not kind to me. It was the hardest I've ever had to play the game, the most pitching I've ever done for my life. Like, it sucks when you're on the bottom. No one wants to talk to you. No one wants a bar of you. Everyone runs off and has conversations without you. You're stuck in the shelter. Like, it it sucks. It's a really lonely feeling. And I was in Tribe Swap, I think, I think it was like 10 days, and I was groveling for my life. And I, you know, obviously – what else are you going to do? You're going to make promises. You're going to say whatever you can do to make it through to that merge. And so once merge, you know, I think it was the tribal before merge, um, I pitched and I'm, you know, pledged my allegiance to Shawnee, George and Liz. And of course I was going to do that because I wanted to make merge. I wanted to be reunited with my original alliance because on paper, that original alliance was looking like we had the numbers over the villains, Right. And so anyway, merge happens. Super excited that I've made it. We have this big, amazing feast. We land back on the beach and, you know, I'm now I'm put in a big predicament. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Now, if I go with Shawnee, George and Liz, I'm going to be betraying all of my original heroes. So whereas if I go with my original heroes, which is what I ended up doing, I'm going to betray Shawnee, George and Liz. Either way, I'm going to be pissing off a lot of people. And I didn't know, and unfortunately, I was kind of just stuck in that position. Like, I got a really rough end of the stick, you know, like 
when Tribe Swap happened, all those original heroes who I was aligned with went yeah. to a different tribe. If I went with them, I would have been fine because I wouldn't have come to merge like stuck in this weird position. Like I really was up shit creek without a paddle. Like I didn't know what to do. And on paper, it looked like we would have the numbers. But how am I supposed to know that Haley and Matt were going to flip and they were going to work with the vigilantes? So if I would have known that and, it, you know, I didn't know, I didn't, wasn't privy to that information. I didn't understand that Haley was, didn't, you know, that they tried to blindside Haley. I didn't know any of that. So if I don't know that, like I'm just making the best decision that I see for myself, you know, and it's super easy for people to sit here and be like, oh my God, she's so dumb. She shouldn't have gone when Shani Georgia lives. And I'm like, yeah, bro, hindsight's the easiest thing. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> anyway, it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's it's all good when you're sitting at home too, on on the couch, and uh, you know, yeah. not not on the island. Was was the rapport you built with Shotty and Liz genuine at, at all, or was that just part of the Australian Survivor strategy? No, look, uh, my strength in the game is my social game, but not from a manipulative standpoint. From I am just a great communicator. I'm great at talking to people. I've grown up like traveling the world. I'm a professional surfer. Like I've had to grow up on the road. Like I, I can have conversations with anyone from like all different ages, backgrounds, whatever. And like, I just, that's my strength going to the game. I can make friends really easily. And there was other few things that actually didn't make it to the edit that, you know, you know, uh, made it very difficult for me to have a friendship with those people. Um, not just the fact that I was going to vote Shawnee out or Liz out, you know, there was a couple of other things that happened. Yeah. That didn't make it to air. And uh, anyway, like I, of course I like those girls, you know, and we're going to, we're hundred percent going to catch up. Like it's nothing personal for me. Like this is a game. We came in here. Of course there's a half a mil at stake, but no one had half a mil walking in there. So it's not like we had anything to lose. And like, and this is why it is such a great game because it is a social experiment and people's emotions get involved and sometimes you know like I don't know for me I just take a really big step back and I'm like you're playing a game and I just did whatever I could to get to that point and you know what of course I'm going to catch up with Shawnee and Liz in the real world 100% (laughs) like it's just that I'm not that kind of person that's doing something out of you know like I am going for them like literally I went for them because they were a big threat are they not a big threat they're a big threat in the game you know like yes they're great tv and they're great to watch but they're also a really big threat you know (laughs) well that's really interesting this whole thing about like friendship versus game because there is half a million dollars on the line um and some people do blur the lines i mean shawnee and liz and i'm going by what we what we've seen did seem genuinely hurt by the betrayal they mentioned that the relationship from their side was deeper and 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 they discussed how that relationship may look on the outside, like hanging out and all that kind of stuff. Was that naive on their part, knowing that, you know, this is also a game um, and someone is walking away with half a million dollars or, you know, did, did someone just have the wrong, the, the wrong line then? you just knowing that it was a game. Uh, no, it, it, exactly what you said in the lead up to that is that the lines get blurred and that's why it is so amazing to watch, you know, um, it is a social experiment and that's why people get so hurt. That's why there's these big dramatic moments because, and it, and it is really hard, but inevitably I think like you can't like, and even Shawnee and Liz moving forward as a duo, like 
they're going to, that, that's going to have to come to an end at some point as well. And how that comes to an end, you know, like they just can't, it's, if they're both going to go to the end, you know, like someone's going to have to turn on each other or something's going to happen. Mm. And it, you know, it's just, you can have these great friendships out there, but at the end of the day, when you come, when you come back home and you're sitting here, you just have to realize that like there is only one winner and like, you can tell the difference when someone's doing something out of spite or malice. And look, I am the opposite of that. All I'm trying to do is just get one more day in the game, one more day in the game. And all, and at the same time as that, like I'm just trying to break up a strong duo. Strong duos are massive threats in the game. And, um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, yeah, like yeah, people love to watch Shoddy, George and Liz. So, of course, they don't like the fact that I'm going for them. But, like, if they were sitting in the game, they would understand, too, that they are a massive threat. And, of course, they'd want to go for them. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about the numbers before and, and hindsight um, and that you you thought that you were probably much safer with the OG heroes. E- even with George, Johnny, Liz, well, I thought from the audience perspe- perspective, Matt seemed obvious that he was on that side, but you didn't. But but they only really needed one more, maybe Haley, maybe Simon or whatever. And that they, they seemed to have the numbers or it was going to be very close anyway. It didn't seem like the OG heroes had an obvious majority, <clears throat> but I mean, that's sitting at home. So obviously yeah. that wasn't obvious. Uh, no, not at all. And you're just seeing what's going to air. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that, you know, you're talking 24 hours in a day only an hour and a half or an hour of that makes it to TV. There is so many conversations going down. Um, so not there's no way in hell that you can possibly be privy to everything. And you do your best to be across every single conversation in the game, but it's it's in, it's incredibly tough. Like you need to sleep at some point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, I made the best decision I could. And, yeah, they making that To be honest, like it looks like I'm an idiot. Like how could she have not known? But the thing is, is like, it's there's there's 24 people that play the game as well there's 24 people's different realities and different takes on it and then there's the edit then there's what you know you know the edit's pretty close to what happened but it's not exactly what happened and especially not according to me as well you know so it's a question I've asked everyone anyway because I do understand about about the edit because now you would be on um about 600 hours on the island and obviously only you know 13 or 14 hours have gone to air so I mean that's a huge amount of time so I I normally do ask you know what are we not seeing I mean not 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 getting into big descriptions but just generally you know are are you talking about the stuff that we're not seeing is is about relationships and and talking who oh yeah yeah Mm. yeah there's so much like just throughout the day like you know these if you put in the the time with these people and you know that like I, I think I was saying it before like one of my strengths is my social game like I love talking to people and I love getting to know people you know people's whole life story like within 10 days of playing this game and you're having amazing deep conversations with people putting time in with them and like not everything is gameplay because that that would just be absolutely exhausting mm. unless maybe you're George um but <laughs> <laughs> George I mean Yes, just but I, I no, he doesn't talk about gameplay all the time. He's actually great value. Um, so there's so many conversations going down, and that all builds relationships as well. You know, like even though I might not be working with 
George, I might be having great conversations with him throughout the day, which was what was happening. Like George and yeah. I have played together for a long time now. Like I literally can sit here and say he's one of my good mates. Like he's coming to my wedding. So even it's just, and that's not portrayed on screen though. You know what I mean? Like George and I are not buddy, buddy on screen at all, yeah. but like we actually are. And so there's, that's a great example. And like, even just, um, yeah, there's hours and hours in the day where you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs and you can't possibly talk strategy all day, you know, like going and getting food and going out on the reef and, you know, trying to go get crabs. And there's just, you know, there's so many amazing funny moments that also don't make it as well. And um, that's all the things that I do remember. I think when I look back on my time, like, yeah, the strategy and the gameplay is exciting for me, but out of everything for me, it's the friendships that have come from this game. Like, um, even from the first season that I played, you know, like I look at some of those people as some of my closest friends, like what would usually take five years in the real world to form a friendship like that takes 10 days in the game of Survivor. You don't have any distractions. You don't have your mobile phone. You don't have your to-do list. Like you are literally, your job is there to, you know, get to know these people. Yeah. I just want to quickly go in another direction for a moment. Uh, a lot is said about the alpha males, uh, you know, they're stacked, the meat tray, tough and challenges. Yeah. Um, however, I, I want to take a moment and mention that these strong women we have, including yourself, um, yes, someone like Sean may, might have an advantage in some of the challenges, but maybe a third were about physical strength. Some have been a bit mental, such as puzzle challenges, and the women do really well in the physical endurance ones, such as the ones last night where, where, where Hayley and Liz were the, were the last two standing. I see a lot of um, commentary about these, these alpha males, but I would say that for two thirds of the challenges that the women have the advantage. What would you say yeah, that? that's a really good call. I think there's this major misconception in the very beginning of the game. Look, Australian Survivor is a really physical game and <clears throat> you want to be winning those immunity challenges when you're still on your tribe, right? You want, you want, the less you go into tribal council, the better, you know, you come merge, you've got the numbers, all that sort of thing. And that's when it pays to have those big, burly, strong guys because that's when they can do all the heavy lifting and those challenges and th that pays off. But come merge, like this whole, oh, we've got to get rid of the alpha males because they're strong and they're going to win the individual immunities. That's, that's bullshit because the individual immunities are usually the ones where it comes down to, you know, the strength or something. It's more like a power to uh, weight ratio strength. So, you know, if you're looking at people like, and especially people like Haley and uh, Liz, who, you know, Liz is super tall. She's a pole vaulter. She is like really lean at this point too. So her power to weight ratio is going to be amazing. So when you're looking at holding up a percentage of your body weight, Liz is going to smash everyone. And so is Haley. And like, that's where the women like really come into their own because people like Simon or Sean or Sam, they're, they're big dudes. And like, when it comes to holding 20% of their body weight, that's a lot for them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, time's run out already. Um, I, I guess I'll finish by saying, how many times have you seen uh, since you've been eliminated that Flick has been given the Flick from Australian Idol? I mean, so from Australian Survivors. <laughs> flick has been given the Flick. To be honest, I just woke up. I, I like I said to you, I haven't haven't watched the episode. I woke up this morning. I made my coffee. And I sat down here to do all my PR and I actually haven't even scrolled Instagram yet. I haven't scrolled social media, but I'm sure that I will be like <laughs> reading so much of that.
It's not the first time that flick's been flicked has been used. Oh, geez, it must get the, the eye rolls. Um, look, you were tough and, and a determined player and you played the game using your gut. But, um, you know, this time, you I don't know, misread the play, didn't misread the play, hindsight, who knows. George had the numbers and he was and he was coming after you. But um, anyway, uh, good luck with the wedding and um, Flick, and thank you for joining me at TV Central. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been fun to chat. Flick Palmatier, 13th eliminated from Australian Survivor. Australian Survivor, 7.30 Sunday, Monday and Tuesday on 10 and 10 Play. TV Central will be talking to almost every eliminated contestant. There will be a podcast available around lunchtime the day after elimination. That's it for this episode. For all the latest news, podcasts, streaming info, guides and ratings, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Flick Palmatier. Bye for now.